This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, co-hosting with me, Squeak Larkins. Good morning. Uh, barrel specialist and PhD. Well, there you go. <laughs> and we have Heather Reynolds in the studio with us this morning, and we've been chatting about endurance. We are working on reaching Jessica Lynn in California because she would like to chat to Heather this morning. But I want to get back to preparing. What about getting Caillou ready? So we have a friend out west named Mark Sherman, and he's an endurance trainer. And we've paired up twice now with two victories. And he trained my friend Hillary's horse. Hillary owns Cayucos. Hillary. And Caillou is Cayucos. So yeah, I call him right, right. Kai, but Ca she calls him Caillou, so like we're it. totally good with that. Uh -huh. yeah. But it was just too much to think of doing 100 miles. <laughs> One <laughs> syllable, Kai. And so, <laughs> so good, Kai. And so Mark trained uh, the Tevis Cup winner in 2014, another one of Hillary's horses, French Open. And I was able to go and, you know, ride him the day of the ride. So two years ago, I rode Kai on a 50 with my friend Hillary. And I told her at that time, I would really like to ride this one at the Tevis. And so uh, the plan got put into workings, and Mark was the chosen trainer again, um, mm -hmm. since the horse lives in California. Mm -hmm. And Mark did a great job. He got him ready. Amazing. Yeah. And so Incredible. a few little powwows on what we would like you know, done, and Mark implements it beautifully. Mm -hmm. And he had ridden Kai in the Tevis two years prior. So the horse had seen the trail, and he trains on the trail. Did he, he, did he win? No. <laughs> but he did quite well. <laughs> yep. Ride like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're making the best of that one today. <laughs> so do you have a strategy for winning when you get into a, a race like, like the Tevis? Do you have kind of a plan? going? Yeah, into I mean, the plan is never, for me anyhow, when you start the race, the plan is never, I'm going to ride and win. The plan is... I'm going to survive. Yeah, I'm going to survive, then I'm going to maintain, then I'm going to see how it goes, right? So there's just so much that goes on. Even if you rode the same horse each year, it would be a completely different experience every right. year. Because right. there's so many trail, trail. hazards yeah. and the weather. Well, like and you said, you never know. An animal burrows under a trail oh, and it gives yeah, way. and Collapses. Yeah, the mm -hmm. treasure moments fell down this year because the ground gave way. You can't plan for those You things. just can't plan. And then you have to adjust. You know, and if you're so dead set on a certain plan at the starting line, things evolve and change throughout the day. You can't be dead set. You have to be really versatile in your mm -hmm. choices and, yeah. you know, and just change your plan as you go. And so... Yeah, there is a strategy, and I, I like to kind of maintain throughout the day and then see what I got on mm -hmm. that last section and see what you got. Yeah, yeah you have to be got. adjustable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something goes wrong, you need to slow down, you need to speed up. You know, yeah. And this year we had the smoke to deal with, oh, so yeah. it made oh, it a little humid. I still, every morning I still have a little bit of congestion from it. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in a 100-mile race in 24 hours. You're in the heat. You've got all these challenges and, mm -hmm. and obstacles that you're getting over and through, and then you're going to have some smoke as well. Yeah. yeah. Did we get Jessica Lynn? <laughs> yeah, let's add something to yeah. it. <laughs> She's making it more difficult. Yeah, let's try. Her? We might have Jessica Lynn from Earth Song Ranch. Do we have her? Maybe not. We're still trying. We'd like to get her. That would be <laughs> awesome if she could chat to you. Don't want to ask you too many trade secrets, but... Um, any any little tips or anything you can share with us uh, that that you do that are special? Um, I think it's just important at the Tevis to keep the horse cooled down. So I spend yes. a lot of time doing that, a lot of extra time keeping them cooled down. Especially mm -hmm. this horse, he's a really big-bodied horse. Mm -hmm. um, 
he weighed in at the race, I think, over a thousand pounds. So really? for an Arabian, that's pretty that's long. Yeah, Arabian, that's, yeah, that's yeah. pretty boy. good. Yeah, yeah. He's a little and he was a, in full yeah. flesh for this ride, yeah. so it's yeah. a little bit like, oh, you're kind of big. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was very hot. And I mean, just an example, the next morning, when I presented him to the veterinarians for the Higgin Cup judging, after I trotted, you know, a straight line out and back in two circles, he was panting. Really? That was just in hand, you know, so you can mm. imagine how hot he was yes. throughout the whole event. Gosh, that's amazing. And do you stay at a mostly steady pace throughout the race? Or? Yeah, mostly. It's a lot of trotting. Is it? At this race in particular because of the mountains. And then you're doing a lot of walking through the canyons. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, the scenery is incredible. Oh, it's just stunning. It's the most beautiful race in the world, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that Gosh, like stunning. It's... Oh, Jessica, do we have you? Jessica Lynn, do we have her? Still don't hear her. Well, okay. hopefully we'll get her. Um, how do you assess whether a horse is potential endurance horse? When you, I know you do some breeding, um, but how do you how do you assess when you, let's say an Arabian, because that's obviously probably the number one choice. Um, do you you look at one and you can. You tell? Do you have to work with one for a really long time before you can kind of, like a racehorse trainer can look at a horse and see the way they move and their confirmation and look at their pedigree to see what kind of distance maybe they can do. And they can tell, you know, if a horse has got the potential. Yeah. Yeah, so Is you definitely can tell. Yes. You definitely can. And, you know, in looking at their confirmation, you basically want the same confirmation everyone wants for a good mm -hmm. sport horse. I mean, if you look at a good jumper, a good racehorse, a good endurance horse, they all have yeah. a nice hip, a nice yes. shoulder you know, not an overly long back, short pastures, and then when they go trotting, you don't want a lot of deviation, you want straight movement. Yes. You don't want winging and flailing about. No. So, you know, and then it comes down to, does the horse want to do it? Yes. And that's the part that might take six months to, yeah, that's to what figure you out. Figure you're out, 100 yeah. miles, you can't just wing it. The horse has no. to want to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. a long commitment. Yeah. I agree. I met so, but you know, and really, it's that way at the top of any yeah. discipline. They, they have to that's want to. That's what makes to. them superb. I mean, you can yeah. have average with good confirmation yes. yeah. and yeah. a sound yeah, but horse. But it's true. But, it and good. you'd have to, and that's what does take a little time to figure so out. Does he have that mentality? Does he have that desire? Yeah, a green soft horse may have the desire, but he doesn't have the ability yet, so it's yeah. hard to decipher. Right. So does he want it, or is he just not fit enough? Yeah, you know? yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. I, I met American Pharaoh a few times, and one thing I can say about his attitude is he he loved it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, he loved it. He wanted to do it. He enjoyed it. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. um, well, on the Tevis Kai, after the seventy mile checkpoint, we were in eighth or ninth place when we left there. And he got really into hunting dust clouds. So he, because oh. the trail's dusty. So he comes, you know, oh, he was on a mission. Uh, really? And he could care less. Once he caught one, it wasn't like, oh, I just want to be with this guy. Like, get out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? I don't need you. Next dust cloud. And it was just, you know, oh, and wow, after we cool. hunted all the little dust yeah. boats down, because you could see him for maybe five minutes before he actually caught the right. horse. You could see the right. dust lingering. He's like, oh, we're doing this. And after the final one, I had to tell him, that's it, you are the dust cloud. Yeah, like, you there are. There are no more dust clouds, Kai, you are, you are the dust cloud. You know? yeah. he, he didn't quite get that. He's like, we should just keep doing just this. Just keep doing yeah. it. <laughs> do you think there are, I mean, you talked about the Mustang, do you think there are any other breeds that can really be competitive with Arabians, or do you feel like the Arabians is just really the... I mean, the Arabians, if you're going to start, you increase your odds of doing well by starting with an Arabian, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of, you know, yeah, amazing happens. ones. The, the one that holds the record for the most Tevis completions is a huge foundation quarter horse mare. Mm -hmm. She's really? huge. Yeah, yeah, she has Yay. the record. Yay! Yep. quarter horses. So, quarter horses are skated horses that do well. I mean, they're usually, I don't know that there's ever been a 
really competitive gated horse, but they complete. Mm -hmm. You know, in mules, there's yeah. been a mule that's won the Higgin Cup. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Noah Mustang. Mules yeah. are really cool. Yeah. Anglos do well. That's neat. Mm -hmm. Now, what about barefoot or shod? So for the Tevis, um, the closest to barefoot you would get is gluing on easy boot glue-ons mm -hmm. over a barefoot. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone in their right mind would suggest doing the race completely but, barefoot. Yeah. It would just be cruel and unusual, I think, in my opinion. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's very rocky, and it's such an extreme distance. You, know, you never, you know, they say yeah. horse can be barefoot in nature, but in nature they wouldn't carry a ride 100 miles either. No, so. yeah. no they yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. And, and, you know, even in competition, like a lot of times we, we shoe horses not for the ground that we're actually going to be showing in. It's for all the other stuff you have to go across to get over to where you're showing. I mean, sometimes right. you have to just protect them from yeah. that. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So my horse this year had shoes on with pets. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because yeah. I would have think I yeah. would want to do that. Typically I, speaking, though, I prefer the easy boot glue ons because when mm -hmm. you're crossing over granite slabs, you have yeah. more yeah. traction. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No doubt. You know, they came out with a shoe. A guy in Venezuela came out with it. It was really cool. It's a very cool shoe. It, I think it's called Horse Shocks or but it's it's a steel shoe with rubber covering, and they can get some traction with that. It's oh, really cool. Yeah. yeah. So is Tevis your favorite race? It is. Is it? Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Amazing. What about advice for newcomers? As far as the Tevis or endurance as in general? As far as endurance in general. Um, it's going to take a lot of time, but it's going to pay off. And mm -hmm. um, don't try to win your first race. Because no. that's a common mistake. Try to survive and get out the other side. Learn the ropes for you know a couple seasons, and then you could safely progress from there. Because people get excited. You know, it's exciting. Now, what about breeding? You're breeding. Yeah, we breed, but mainly for ourselves. It's so expensive. So for us to be able to sell a foal, and you can't make money doing that for us at least. So it's more it's more for if we want specific bloodlines. Yeah. And we have some proven horse that we want to, you know, create something. And you so far have. How, how many have like you bred? Five. Not, five. not a ton. And yeah. have you have you liked what you've yeah. produced? So you found you've crossed what you yeah. and got what you wanted. Yeah. So that's been successful as well. It has. Wow. Yeah, we actually yeah. produced the. So we need to get him in the Guinness Book. I need to actually <laughs> do this, but he is taller than the recorded tallest Arabian in the Guinness Book. Oh wow! <laughs> you yeah. gotta get him in cool. here. I know. I gotta get I him know, in there. But I, I need to like there. figure out how to do it. I know that I think something about a form and having someone come out and measure him. And oh, you gotta yeah. get him downtown in February for the Nations Cup parade too. He yeah. is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, how many hands is he? He's just shy of sixteen three. Yeah, that's huge. He's huge. Yeah. And when you know he was our wow. first bull that we ever had, and we thought. We're just biased, but he seems really big. Yeah. You know, and so we call our friend that does the flat track racing, Lynn, you know, this is how big he is. Wait, no, measure that again. She goes, no, 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 measure from here to here. I'm like, that's what we're doing. You know, we yeah. sent her a video of us measuring. He goes, oh, my God, he's huge. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, he's yeah. a big guy. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, that was cool. Yeah, she should get him in the Guinness. Yeah, yeah we named him Liger. And Ligers Liger. are known for gigantism, which we didn't know at the time when we named him, but it's just kind of funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you have what you say. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Now, what about any changes in the sport of endurance since you've, you've been doing it since you were 11? So, have you seen any changes? Um, I've seen, you know, it evolving into maybe a more professional sport, and people are doing more research. Um, and not winging it quite as much as they were maybe back in the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the gear has gotten a little bit more high-tech than it was back then. Yeah. yeah. What about tack? What do you... Uh, 
what do you use? So you can use whatever you want. Really? Uh-huh. And, mm. you know. So I would go with the most comfortable. Yeah, comfortable <laughs> and lightweight. Yeah. Right. And, and really, you know, you don't always want to deal with leather. So yeah. sometimes synthetic is better just because yeah. it's lower maintenance. And you're getting it sweaty and wet and rain That's and mud. That's true. And is that, that what you use usually? Well, actually, right now I'm riding in a reactor panel saddle, and it is leather. Okay. And there's two different models. Depending on if I'm riding in an FEI competition, the minimum weight is 165 pounds. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have a heavier one for that, and then for the Tevis, there's no weight requirement, so I have a lighter one mm -hmm. for oh, rides really? like that. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't mm -hmm. even realize there was in some races, yeah, so you have to have be at a certain yeah. point with the tack. Yeah, so Ooh. at least that weight, if not more. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Interesting. So yeah, what, is interesting. what a fascinating sport. You know, if I if I wasn't as busy as I am, I would love to to get a horse and do it. I would love it. I'm not yeah. even. It's great because you get to see so oh. many places you would never see otherwise. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah, that is. That's really pretty, remote uh, yeah. places, you know, That's it's just awesome. gorgeous. Of all the sports, honestly, that, like, I love to watch racing. I love to watch them go across the finish line. It's so exciting, especially when it's a horse you know or a jockey you know or something. But me, myself, like, would love to have been an endurance racer. Mm. The times that my daughter went riding with you, I was so envious. <laughs> I was like, it's not fair, I gotta go to work. <laughs> but it, it really is incredible and exciting and, and challenging and, oh my gosh, to think out of 160 or so riders, mm -hmm. you know, only so few, 42%, you know, can finish and then you can win. I mean, you're a rock star, that's oh, well, amazing. Thank you. I mean, gosh. Don't you think? I think it's absolutely I mean, it's super amazing, exceptional, yeah. and she's here in the studio with us. I know, and to finish 18 minutes ahead, that's like awesome. I know, I know. <laughs> I can probably get you autographs, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just telling you. Yeah, it's terribly my favorite race. Between the two of us, we have 11 of the cups. So we have three wins each, and then he has three Hagen cups, which is the best condition, and I have mm -hmm. two of those. So we have a cool. lot of cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cups. Yeah. And, and you get a nice big trophy. Mm -hmm. Oh well, actually, you get your picture with a nice big trophy, and then right. on the base of the trophy, they have these little medallions uh, that get put. It's on like there. it's a challenge yeah, trophy. So yeah, so you get the medallion. You don't. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, the trophy it's stays in a museum. Yeah, it's yeah. a challenge trophy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. How amazing. Yeah. So, so your incredible. name gets. Yeah. To be oh, and then here's a thing. So the Tevis buckles. Everyone gets a buckle when you complete. But there's only the year of the race on the winning buckle. Oh. So if you ever see a buckle that actually has the year written on it, except for the 50th anniversary, everyone had the year on that buckle. Oh, but yeah. Otherwise, the winning buckle is the only one with the year. So oh, you wow. know there's been at least 50 Tevis Cups. So here's your trivia. How many have there been? Mm -hmm. And that is for the Tailspin custom-made horsehair bracelet, $140 value, with a very nice engraved pendant on it made of your own horse's hair. And uh, the winner can text the answer to 352-304-1408. How many Tevis Cups have there been? Heather just mentioned the 50th anniversary, so you know it's 50 plus. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are the first one to text that answer in, again, 352-304-1408. We'll give you a few minutes to do some Googling <laughs> and uh, see if you can come up with the right answer to win the Tailspin bracelet. Heather, I want to thank you so much. I'd love for you to stay for the rest of the show if you can. We have a veterinarian coming up. We're going to be talking about strangles, and uh, we're going to be doing some barrels, and then we're going to be doing fire and hurricane preparedness with Jessica Lynn at the end of the show today and go over some of her great notes. So we hope you can stay. I want to tell you how incredible it is to have you here in the show with well, us. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. It's really an honor, and congratulations. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing it right.
Hi guys, this is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube and let me know what you thought. Now please go out there and share the podcast. 